Growing the Game with Ballsy is a podcast dedicated to growing the game of football in Saskatchewan. Each week, Michael Ball will talk with writer guests, but he'll also highlight amateur athletes, coaches, and builders in this province growing the game we love. Now, here's Ballsy. In this podcast, it's coming to you live from the Regina Sports Performance Center studio. All our guests come to you on the Hammer Time Roofing Hotline. Hammer Time Roofing located in Saskatoon. Call 262-ROOF and get a hold of Kevin Welsh. There, face first medical aesthetics. Go see Chrisinda to beat back father time in a naturally looking way. Fast becoming the go-to person in this industry. She's above Gabos on Dudney Avenue in her clinic in downtown Regina. Advantage Collision in Saskatoon and Prince Albert. Choose Advantage Collision because they care about your safety. Paul Waldo at Royal LePage in Regina. He'll be happy that CFL football is coming back. Getting a real estate game with a three-time Grey Cup champ, 306-502-5355. AGT Foods and Mirad El-Khatib, who is a driving force behind so many things in Saskatchewan, but the sporting world, he's big with the riot and, of course, with the Regina Thunder. Gear up with John Ryan Foundation. It'll be nice to see John Ryan back punting footballs for your Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So great that he's given back to the community here and Back to this podcast. Mark Greshner Photography. Check out his awesome work at markgreshner.com. Double Z Ag Sales in Weyburn. For grain hauling, grain marketing, and crop insurance, go see Corey Zadorozniak out there in the Weyburn area. Coming up, this podcast is going to expand. I'm not going to give away too many details yet. We've got to protect the three-down game, not only here in Saskatchewan, but right across the country. And I just want to be that guy that... uh, does everything he can to uh, grow the game of football, the three-down game across the country of Canada. More details to share with you very soon. As part of Growing the Game, I am doing a Top 50 Can West show, and uh, that'll be coming to a media platform very soon, working with a couple of film students as uh, we polled coaches, players, and media types to have them pick the Top 50 Can West football players going into the season, plus 10 best of the rest. That'll be coming out later this summer. And with that in mind, I'm going to play a snippet of an interview I did with Saskatoon's Redeem Brown, a big offensive lineman with the U of A Golden Bears in Edmonton. One of the players I did a Zoom interview with for this Top 50 Can West show. And man, he was a beauty to talk to. As we tape this, you're uh, studying for finals. How have the exams been going? So far, so good. <laughs> Took two and I got three more to go. You said like they're... The time allotted is three hours, okay? It's been a long time since I've gone to school. Uh, do you use up all the time? For, are, some, are classes, you... for yeah. some classes, yeah, you need yeah. it. <laughs> are you sweating it at the end? <laughs> maybe maybe the next, maybe the last one. I have organic chemistry coming up. Pretty nervous about that one. Okay, so organic chemistry? Yes. What is organic chemistry? Tell a dumb radio slash social media guy what organic chemistry is. Mostly just talking about the mechanisms of how uh, molecules interact with one another. Pretty in-depth stuff. <laughs> okay, so you're yeah. – <laughs> so basically what you're saying is it's way above my head. There's no point in me even telling you, Ballsy, right? That's what you're saying, Redeem, right? I'm trying my best to comprehend it myself. So. <laughs> hey, Redeem, uh, what is your degree in? Uh, so science and kinesiology, basically – they, uh, it's a more advanced science course, but just more of the human body stuff like that. So what's the what, see? I knew when I went into radio, it was sports and part booby joke. Okay, what what is your uh, what's your end game? What do you want to do? Well, 
with this, I kind of want to go to physiotherapy, but if that doesn't end up working out, I might go into something with education. So, um, how big are you? I'm 6'2", 280. 6'2", 280. So, would you... Do you remember the first time we met, by the way? I'm trying to remember it, but I can't. I can't remember Yeah, so my son and I, April of 2019, we rolled through your dorm on a recruiting trip. It was our very first recruiting trip, and we saw you look like a little, like, prison cell. You got this little bed. <laughs> you got these, you, know, you hang your clothes, and you got a common area. Did you like okay. living in the dorm? <laughs> I actually did enjoy dorms, but it was definitely a one-year thing. Yeah, so where, I see you're not in a dorm now. Where are you living now? I'm living with a couple of roommates from dorms, actually, as well as really? my girlfriend. Yeah, so my 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 son's in North Dakota, and that's what he's doing now. He's moving off. He's moving out of the dorm into with three other buddies. So yeah. what's the toughest thing living with, with, um, with other people? Well, actually, my second year, I moved in with six people. So it was a pretty big house in a small space. It was tough getting the cleaning stuff down. I'm a very clean person. I love having my things organized. Mm-hmm. And it was almost impossible. So yeah. we downsized. I live with three others now. If you got to give up one, like if you got to have one area that is a must to be clean, you got to choose between the kitchen or the bathroom. What are you choosing? I want to say the bathroom. The bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's nothing worse than a gross bathroom, eh? Exactly. How often you wash your sheets, Big Redeem Brown? <laughs> I want to say every Sunday. Yeah. Oh, it's Sunday? Yeah. Sunday's my deal too. Every <laughs> Sunday I'm a sheet guy. Football, <laughs> hockey, baseball, whatever. It's easier to wash sheets when you're watching baseball. Uh, so <laughs> this is boring. Uh, Redeem, um, back to, I kind of got sidetracked here. Do you consider yourself a gentle giant? You seem like kind of a, a, a gentle, soft soul off the field. Do you think you're a gentle giant? I hear that a lot. And yeah, I think I've started to take that role. <laughs> yeah, you're taking that role? Do you like to kick ass on the field? Like, is there a switch that goes off for you? Of course. I think football is the best release to just, like, get any other, like, frustration you're having out of the field. It's just yeah. awesome. It's great. Yeah. What's your favorite play to run as an offensive lineman? Like, do you like pulling? Is there a, is there a trap play? What do you like? What's your favorite play of yours? I like pulls, but I, I think most I love outside zone, outside run. Probably one of my favorite, just because I get to use my speed. And on the D lineman, O line, it's it's not much. There's not much chance to get to use it. So yeah, that's true. So, um, what's your favorite thing about playing O line? Because I've I've said this many times. It's a weird position. The weirdest position in North American team sports. It's one where you sacrifice yourself for the glory of others. <laughs> yeah, it is an honorless role sometimes, but I love doing it just because the guys who play on the line. Everyone who plays on the line knows their responsibility. It's just such a tight-knit group to have such a bunch of guys doing the same job. It's just a great like atmosphere to be around. Redeem, what's your best attribute as an offensive lineman? Besides being 6'2", 280, you can't teach size. But besides that, what's your best attribute? My best attribute, I want to say, is consistency. And like, I try my hardest to be consistent. I think that's the most important thing as an O-lineman. You don't want to have good plays sometimes, a bad play sometimes. You always want to be constantly good. Time now for a segment I like to call Nobody Asked Me But. Nobody asked me, but in my opinion, camo fashion is ugly. Sorry, but it's true. Even my girlfriend likes it. 
I don't get how something that military wears to hide in the bushes was ever turned into fashion. Like, I hate when my Padres wear it. It's stupid. Nobody asked me, but all bacon isn't good. The fatty stuff, no good. Turkey bacon, yuck. Nobody asked me, but only idiots take their kids to Vegas on vacation. Nobody asked me, but you have to have a license to drive, to purchase a gun, to buy booze, but you don't need a license to be a parent. It's like you have a kid, they let you walk out the hospital. No problem, you're in charge of some other life now. Nobody asked me, but wearing a mask in a car by yourself is just ridiculous. I mean, that's like being in bed by yourself with a condom on. And let's stay out in the Hammer Time Roofing hotline. Go check out Kevin Welsh and Hammer Time Roofing in Saskatoon and talk to legendary sportscaster in this province, Don Hewitt, who is now retired. So uh, what do you do in retirement days now? I know every time I talk to you, you're on a golf course. Right, and I do lots of gardening. I dig, dig dirt. I like getting my <laughs> nails dirty. And uh, like a, a good Saskatchewan boy should do. Yeah. Were you always a gardener, or you just picked up that hobby? Just zero from to 100% the minute I retired. Just really no gardening at all. Retired now, that's all I do. So, it's just crazy how you, you transform. Yeah, you're, you're just a transformation of Don Hewitt. I love it. So uh, what, what's in the garden? What are you planted? So far, uh, well, peas. Oh, I love peas. Flower. I'm not, I'm not sure of their names. I've got a lot of expertise to catch up on. Yeah, your significant other's the one helping you plant mainly. You just weed. Is that what you do? Just weed. I think you're getting closer to the truth now. Yeah, I think so too. Yes, I think so. <laughs> did, did did your garden take a shit kicking the other night with that storm? No, not too bad. Not too bad. I had a little bit of uh, new grass, and it did it wonders with, you know, with uh, no chlorine in the in the water. It's just uh, the nature's nature's juice for plants. Yeah. It's fantastic. Something about uh, something about that coming from the heavens, as it were. Hey, we uh, we got a hail mary announcement this week. We got the CFL back August fifth. You have your watermelon. Have you grown any watermelons in that gar- uh, garden of yours? No, but, uh, you know, I'll go get one and stick it on my head. It's such a wonderful day yeah. uh, that the CFL is coming back. And, and no surprise, completely yeah. expected. I mean, they had no choice. Yeah. They had no choice at all. I mean, you take a look at uh, the list was as long as your arm as to why they had to get back playing. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was it was an obvious uh, response from the league was today. I mean, you take a look at leagues like the Canadian Elite Basketball League. I mean, they have a franchise in Saskatoon, the Canadian Premier Soccer League. It's a new league. They're, they're all going again. The CHL was, was, you know, Pats and whatnot were in a bubble in Regina with the Western Hockey League. I mean, the CFL was really going to look bad if they weren't back here, and uh, they knew it. And I'm sure there's so many different pressures on them, including one from TSN. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think TSN's enjoys getting their butts kicked like they've been getting kicked of late uh, against Roger Sports Tets with all the all Canadian NHL hockey, etc. The TSN who just needed the content. You can imagine the pressure they were putting on the CFL. So 
it's all it's all good, and they're hitting you know what looks like a sweet spot. I mean, they can they can have a little training camp style city in Ontario. It won't be long before the, the ministry in Ontario announces you know that they'll be able to have fans uh, in the Ontario stadiums. And so you, when you see the schedule tomorrow, you're obviously going to see the Eastern teams playing out west for the first few right. weeks, and then they'll be hoping that things will. We'll get back down there, and the West will go back down to the East a little bit and start playing. The one thing I will say, mm-hmm. as I continue to ramble, I, I hope, you know, with a 14-game schedule, that they still, you know, keep three teams over the playoffs if they allow yeah. eight out of nine. It'll, you know, it will all be back to the parks because they're so jacked up about it. But it'll make the 14-game schedule a little farcical, only eliminating one team. So I hope they don't make the mistake of going for just the money on that and not, not practical sense that you've got to put some meaning into a 14 game yeah. schedule. Can't make a meeting look like that. But yeah. Yeah. You're right. about You're good. right about, you're right about that. I was hoping that too. Now it might come down to dollars and cents where you get an extra playoff game and that's where they might look at it. So you're right. It becomes farcical yeah. in nature, but at the end of the day, Don Hute and I aren't paying the bills. However, I do hope, yeah, right. I do hope going forward though, this one division thing sticks. I don't know if you're that much of a traditionalist. I am when it comes to race and all that type of stuff, but I've said for years, let's just get rid of East and West go. We got nine teams, six make the playoffs and then that way you don't get those silly crossovers where the West team always has to go East and then get their butts kicked by a 6-12 and 12 team or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to support your argument, you look at the last season that they played, 2019, where the West final was the Great Cup game. I mean, Winnipeg Saskatchewan winner was going to win the Great Cup and did so handily. I mean, Saskatchewan would have beaten Hamilton in that Great Cup game, I think. The East-West thing is, is like for old farts like me and, and mm-hmm. people my age and older that that are you know clinging to this. It has to be East-West, but I, I agree with you. I think uh, it is it is outdated now. It's better to have the one league, and, and if you do, then you're likely more assured to having the two best teams playing in the Great Cup game, which is really what you want. So I think I agree with you. Um, I initially sort of, um, you know, didn't really like the idea because I'm just an old, you know, <laughs> retired guy. Old part, but didn't doesn't like change. But when I really think about it, you're right. It's it should go to a one division, absolutely. BS. You don't like change. You just said you went from zero to one hundred as a gardener, now a, a legendary sportscaster, now to Martha Stewart in the garden. So I don't agree with you. I think you are adaptable. Right. So that's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, well, you don't you don't see me. You ask my wife; she'll give you a different answer. <laughs> well, I tried to put up a shelving unit and had a coffee canister <laughs> hit me right between the eyes, so I got this stupid bandaid across my uh, forehead in between my eyebrows. People say I'm trying to cover up my Anthony Davis unibrow, but that is not <laughs> indeed the case. Hey, I'll tell you what, though you talked okay. about a, you talked about a front loaded schedule. I heard Craig Reynolds talk about this earlier. It will be front loaded for the riders. A lot of. Uh, early season games. What type of football do you think we're going to see? Are we going to see really good football? Or are we going to see sloppy football? Because on the one side, Huey, you could say we might see the best football we've seen in years because these guys 
are like their their ages aren't uh, a true indication. So like for instance, I always like to use Shaq Evans. He's 30 years old, but his body would tell you he's only 29 because he hasn't played for a year and a half. Yeah. Like these guys yeah. might be jacked to play. It might be the best football we've seen, or it could be sloppy for the first four weeks. Because in a traditional CFL season, I always say we got two preseason games, and then the first two regular season games are kind of like preseason because we're working out the right. kinks in a normal year. How do you see it? Uh, pretty much the same. I think that it's going to start sloppy because a lot of players haven't played for a length of time and uh, shorter training camp, no exhibition games. Uh, then I think uh, after uh, a little bit of sloppiness to start, you'll you'll see probably the best CFL football you've ever seen in your life because if you take a look at the signings, uh, all the off-season signings that all the teams have done, including the Saskatchewan Roughriders, they have been outstanding. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen this much talent coming up here with the signings I've seen because there's no XFL, there's no alliance. Uh, it's only uh, the CFL as a sort of realistic alternative at the moment, and we'll see if that changes down the road. But uh, these these players that Saskatchewan has signed, what uh, I've read about, you know, in the last number of months, these are really good players that Jeremy O'Day is signing. They're outstanding, and the only the only hard part for them will be uh, not being able to expose themselves to the coaches' eyeballs, uh, you know, that much without a exhibition games and with a shorter, you know, mm-hmm. uh, training camp. They'll be sort of up against it uh, against the veterans, but. Uh, I'm sure they'll figure out some good guys that they can, you know, with a little bit of time, will acclimatize to the CFL and give them a couple of weeks and then get them into the lineups because the talent, the talent Saskatchewan has signed, honestly, and also the year before, mm-hmm. going into the 2020 season, the talent they're signing has been amazing. Well, and Who are the Argos going to cut? They've signed everybody. Oh. <laughs> like, who are they going to well, cut? Who are they uh, going to keep, right? We used the word farcical earlier in the in the interview, and what John Murphy's done with the Argonauts is farcical. It's absolutely ridiculous that he's gone way over the cap and just is going to have to sign, you know, or release some pretty good football players at the end of it because of it. And, you know, guys like Jeremy O'Day are going to be sitting there and they're going to keep a few extra dollars in the cupboard. You know, they might get a few good players that are released by the Argonauts at a discount price uh, because of it. But, you know, what what the strategy the Argonauts have used is just insane, what they've done here, and they're clearly way over the cap. I mean, it's like, is it Cavus Reed again? I don't know. <laughs> are they, I don't I don't think so. I think things are the up and up. Not, it's not sort of the underhanded junk that Cavus Reed was pulling off. But yeah, it yeah, it's it's nuts what they're doing here, really. And uh, you know, we we lose uh, a heck of a football player, a great linebacker, because of it all. And uh, he'll probably stick, but you know, it's not going to. It's you know, there's going to be some good players coming out of Toronto because of that. Once they're so far over the cap, for sure. For sure. Hey, Huey, a couple more uh, quick uh, questions for you, and then you can go treat that sunbird from gardening. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so. What's going to be interesting, another interesting angle here, is we've got two draft classes competing with a limited training camp yeah. and no preseason games. That's going to be, you know, 
That's 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 an interesting angle. This is going to be a Herculean effort to pull off for not only you know the you know the the Craig Reynolds. I'll use the Riders as an example. The Jeremy O'Days, those kind of guys, because you've got to get you got 52 days from when we're talking right now to get everything in order for training. You know, for the start of training camps, so you got quarantining. You got the coaches that are going to have to worry about an added element of having young 20-something year olds adhere to protocol through the season and not get you know COVID because the CFL doesn't have deep Pocket. So we got to, you're hoping you don't get a, a new strain or something like that. You know, and I'm, you know where I'm going with this? Like we got, we got that yeah. to worry about. And then you get to the field. And like you said earlier, uh, the, these, these young guys come up from America. They got to learn a new game. They, they'd normally get a longer training camp and preseason games. They don't get that anymore. And you've got two draft classes to try to fit in. This is going to be unbelievable. Well, this is where you really need a strong coaching staff where you you need a staff that really knows how to evaluate talent because all of their skills is going to be put to the test probably more so than ever in their coaching careers. And thankfully, I, I happen to believe that Saskatchewan does have a very good coaching staff and, uh, you know, has a very smart head coach, uh, two top-end coordinators this year, I believe, going into the season. And, but, and so, you know, they're going to rely on – every team will have to really rely on their experience to make the right decisions. And I, I think it would be impossible to nail every decision with, uh, you know, with the obstacles of such short time and looking at all these players in two draft classes. It'll be impossible to nail it perfectly. but you know, if you can get most of it right, then it'll it'd be a major accomplishment for the coaches. So you'd really, really just have to cheer on the rider coaches, for example. To, to they'll be working long hours looking at uh, looking at video, long hours. Hey Don, know, Don not that they already don't. But <laughs> yeah, it'll no be kidding. longer. Don, last question for you, bud. Um, what are you most looking forward to from a rider perspective headed into the twenty twenty one season? For me. It's Cody Fajardo. I uh, nobody saw that coming in 2019, but I—that's what I missed about 2020. That we didn't get to see if it was a mirage or if it was actually true. And now he gets to work with Jason Moss. I'm looking to see how those tandem—that yeah. tandem, pardon me—works together. That's the thing I'm looking forward to most. How about you? No, that would be right at the top of my list as well. Uh, I mean, the, the thing I'm, I'm looking forward to is just that the talent base is so deep on, on the Rough Riders. Like, uh, I personally believe that if Cody Fajardo had played the 2019 uh, West Final completely healthy, I think Saskatchewan would have actually won that game and won the Grey Cup because I, I don't think he was completely healthy by any means in that game. And so I think they have a, the Rough Riders have a le, legitimate shot at, at winning the Grey Cup with the team they have right now. Injuries aside, we all know what, that injuries can totally derail a team and uh, in any sport. But injuries aside, I'm, I'm just looking forward to the overall concept of this team is really good and they can win the Grey Cup and buckle up. This is going to be exciting. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be a sprint now. 14 games uh, right now as it stands. I don't know. I'm not... I'm not totally sold on August 5th. You know, you know the CFL never does it the easy way, and sometimes it's their fault, sometimes it isn't. I'm, I'm not totally sold we're going to see a kickoff August 5th. I've always said, Don, for the last three, four months, I was the first guy to say it. I was, something still feels to me like it's going to be Labor Day when we start. 
Well, I mean, you know, you mentioned the variants. The Delta variant is one that I know they're concerned about in Ontario. So we really have to watch this Delta variant and see what happens. Uh, you know, nothing is guaranteed. But if you look at, say, here in Saskatchewan, um, you know, the, they're opening things up once we hit 70% of the population, 12 and up, who've had at least one shot. And it was 69%. I think on Friday, so it's probably 70 already. And so, I mean, they, they're clearly going to have some stadiums where they can, you know, put in a reasonable number of fans, and we'll, we'll see what happens in Saskatchewan. But it's looking pretty good, say, for example, here. And if need be, you know, they could be reshuffling schedules and, and going to the parks where they can play and figuring out how much... Uh, uh, you know, how much money the Rough Riders will give the Argonauts, and the Argonauts have to play a right. home game in Regina. But, you know, it, 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 nothing's guaranteed, like you said. Nothing's guaranteed with a variant. But I'm, I'm generally confident with the vaccination rates that are going on in Canada, I'm generally confident that if they're delayed, they won't be delayed by much. Uh, I think they're they're in a, a much better spot and. I'm pretty positive about it personally. Well, good, man, because I've always looked to you for my words of wisdom, so that's good. Not gardening, though. I don't think you're there yet. I don't no. think you're there yet. Yeah, that, no, they're wise. You're very wise with that, <laughs> that decision. All right, man. We'll take care of your burnt backside. I'll talk to you later. You bet. Thanks, Ballsy. Bye-bye. This has been Growing the Game with Ballsy. If you have a football story you'd like to share to help us grow the game, email Michael Ball at mball at harvardbroadcasting.com. Ballsy can be heard weekdays in Regina on 104.9 The Wolf Morning Show and during Saskatchewan Rough Riders and U of R Rams broadcasts on 620 CKRM.